What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This is New Bedford's News Talk Station, the place where the South Coast comes to talk about all the hottest issues locally and beyond. This is WBSM. Call in to have your voice heard at 508-996-0500. Or open up the WBSM app and hit app chat to text us. Or open line to leave us a voicemail. Let's hear it, South Coast. Back in with our number two of the program here on Friday. And uh, the sun is out now, and I think you're in for a pretty nice day. And if you are heading out to see Taylor Swift, well, get ready for some traffic. And you know what? It's not just Taylor Swift either, because um, as Not Bad pointed out, who is back in Oak Bluffs, by the way, uh, as Not Bad points out, lots of mention about the Taylor Swift concert. And, of course... With good reason. I mean, if you only if you only see what happened yesterday when they were only selling merchandise and they had the traffic backed up miles. The shot that I saw was from in, um, what's it, Plainville? If you just go past Plain Ridge Park, you know, you're heading away from Foxborough, you're heading away from Gillette, so you're heading south down Route 1 and you go past Plain Ridge Park. And there's a, some shop, there's a shopping area and all that. I saw a photo somebody took from that shopping area. The traffic was backed up from Gillette Stadium all the way back to Plain Ridge Park. That doesn't even happen for a Patriots game. And uh, so Not Bad says, lots of mention about the Taylor Swift concert tour, but not much has been said about Janet Jackson's Together Again tour playing tonight at the Xfinity Center. One thing is for sure, traffic is going to be a nightmare on the roadways leading up to each venue. And uh, says, yes, I am back in uh, in Oak Bluffs. So, <laughs> But that's that's a good point. Channel 5 had put out a graphic on social media basically saying to people, Friday is going to be a traffic disaster because you have all of the folks heading to see Taylor Swift – or, unfortunately, a lot of people are going to try to get to that concert that don't have tickets. If you do not have tickets to that show, do not go to Gillette Stadium. They're not. They're, you won't be walking around finding a scalper buying a ticket uh, you know, from a scalper. They're they're going to be cracking down on that. You can only get tickets certified resale through Live Nation and all that stuff. So you can go on and you can try to find your tickets that way. You're gonna, and you're not going to be able to show up and just park in the parking lot and tailgate and hang out with other Swifties. That's not happening either. You have to have a ticket to get into the parking lot. 
So it's not worth trying to go. But there will still be a bunch of traffic for that. The Janet Jackson show will also have a lot of traffic, as a lot of Xfinity Center shows do. People don't realize this, but that facility holds a lot of people. And because there is free parking at the concert, people are less likely to carpool and go together. So if you're, you and your friends are all going to go to the show together, you'll all take your own individual cars. And that just adds to more traffic. So if you've ever driven by, you know, like I've, I've been going to a lot of places on, say, a Friday night when there's Xfinity Center concerts, and I drive by on 495 heading, you know, north, northwest, and I see on the other side of the highway the traffic backed up to get off the exit to go over to the Xfinity Center. Uh, last year when I went to uh, Wu-Tang Clan, that was a pretty smooth ride for me to get off the highway there. But I still I still probably waited about 15, 20 minutes in traffic. But there's always going to be traffic associated with those shows, especially, you know, bigger shows like a Janet Jackson show. And then on top of that, in Boston, you have a Celtics game tonight. And so that also tends to increase the traffic in Boston. So, really, the biggest problem is going to be in the 495 stretch there because you've got Xfinity Center and Gillette Stadium pretty close together. The exits are pretty close together. They're only a few exits apart. So that's going to cause some major issues down that way. But certainly, Route 1, don't even try it. This is not the day to decide to go to shopping at Patriot Place. This is not the weekend to decide that you need to Go down to a Bass Pro Shop and and pick up some gear for for the summer. This is not that time. <laughs> Excuse me, five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. If you want to call in and, and chime in on that, uh, maybe. And if you are going to the show, I'd love to hear from you. Not only today to find out you know what you're expecting, but I'd like to hear your stories on Monday about what you experienced. Now. I had mentioned in the last hour that we would talk about this story that Kate has at WBSM.com and on the app. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to warn you that if you are eating breakfast, you might want to turn down your radio for a few moments or you might want to, um, you know, maybe stop eating. It's up to you. It all depends on how, how much you can handle. But as I mentioned, this is a story that, you know, it, it, comes along like any other story about a, a search, search warrant being uh, executed at a place where they think that there may be some drug activity going on. So police were investigating a cocaine delivery service that they thought was operating out of an apartment on Crapo Street. And they were looking for two particular people, 37-year-old Alex Marabuto and 24-year-old Demoris Andrews. Um, and so they're going here looking for these these people and to try to see if there's any evidence of drug activity and when they get in there they find the uh, the residents in what they called a quote deplorable condition and that here comes the gross part containers they police discovered containers toilets and bathtubs that police said were filled with urine and feces with the floors themselves also allegedly soaked in urine. 
So police are walking in, and according to this report, there are flies everywhere and a strong stench. And the police have to go in and search through all of this looking for these drugs. And I, listen, I don't want to give any criminals any ideas, but if the police are coming in looking for drugs and you've got a bunch of containers of feces, you're probably going to take some of those drugs and throw them in the container of feces because you're thinking the police aren't going to search through that. But maybe they had to. And that's how these people were living. And so it, it begs the question, why were they living that way? What was going on that it sounds to me like they had no water in the apartment. They were unable to flush the toilet. Which, first of all, it's 2023. Can we find a way to make it so that if you have to shut off water to somebody's home that they can still flush the toilet? I understand, you know, wanting to turn off the water so that they can't shower, so that you can't even get a drink of water. I've had to go through periods where my water might have been turned off or, you know, got a leak, so you got to turn off the water main until the plumber can get there. And it's it's unnerving to know that you, you can't even flush a toilet. Like, oh, I better hold it till the plumber comes because I can't flush. But if you think about it, like how long does somebody have to be there and, and, and utilizing the bathtub, the containers, to fill them up like that? And nobody else realized what was going on? The neighbors are dealing with this. The neighbors, again, this is a second floor apartment. Who lives underneath them if their floor is soaked in urine? The only thing I can think of is that, you know, people were aware, but they also knew allegedly what type of activity was going on, so they didn't want to say anything. They didn't want to go bang on their door and be like, why is there a strong stench of urine and feces coming from your apartment? Or I'm going to call the health department because I have suspicions that there's something going on up there from the way that it smells. And then... You know, they assume that the neighbors are the ones that called. But still, how do you live that way yourself? And then you got to think, if you're a second floor apartment, which I'm assuming is probably, you know, just from looking at the photo of the the building, it's at least three floors of apartments. So think about what the other residents of that building were putting up with. It's, I don't know. I I don't know that I could live being the upstairs or downstairs neighbor, let alone living in those kind of conditions. I know people who have become incontinent, you know, older folks. I, there was a, a gentleman that my, my dad used to kind of help out a little bit, a neighbor. He used to go down and play cribbage with him. And you would walk into his, he was uh, uh, paraplegic. And you would walk into his apartment and it just smelled like urine all the time because he couldn't always get himself to where he needed to be or get his bedpan or whatever it needed or, you know. So he, and he didn't want to have the the bag, I'm assuming. So you would walk in and you would smell it and you would 
get used to it to some degree because you kind of understood the situation. My aunt worked in a nursing home as a as a clean, as a cleaning person for a number of years, and I would go with my grandfather to pick her up because she didn't drive. And so we would go to pick her up, and my job was to go in and tell her, hey, we're here, we're ready. And she would say, okay, help me finish up, and I'll give you five bucks. And, of course, I'd want to do that. But you would just smell urine the whole time. You get used to that, but not when it's in your home. Not when it's all the time. I, I don't know. I don't know how it got to that point where it was as bad as it was without somebody saying something. 508-996-0500. And so, okay, this is a situation where the police went because they were looking to execute a search warrant and make a drug bust. How much worse would it have gotten if the police didn't show up? And do you think there are other instances like this in the city where people aren't alleged drug dealers but are just living in deplorable conditions like that? If the water bills are going up and the sewer bills are going up, are we going to see more situations like that where people have their water turned off and they're still trying to live in their dwelling without that service? I get it. I get it. You can't let people have the service for free. And if they're not going to pay the bills, you have to disconnect the service because otherwise, why would they feel compelled to have to pay the bill? But it's such a necessity that I don't know how you can turn it off. How do you leave people without the ability to flush a toilet? 508-996-0500. If you want to send an app chat message on the WBSM app, you can do that as well. Um, right now, I'm going to take my first break. We'll be back in a few moments. down from that statement monster is the best rem album i know some true rem fans didn't like it uh welcome back in and uh, we will be going into the newsroom in a few moments but we have room for you at 508-996-0500 uh coming up in a little bit we will be talking well i want to talk some more about this camping idea i want to find out who wants to go camp in the backyard of the conjuring house uh we can talk more about that we can talk more about the little free diverse libraries that we discussed yesterday uh, again, June 17th, they are opening the latest one in Rochester, and we'll have more details on that as we get closer to it for you. I think that 
yesterday's conversations went in the wrong direction. They showed why these diverse libraries need to need to be there. Why they need to have the opportunity to promote diversity and inclusion because you're going to hear that that bogus argument of, well, if you're telling us we can't put this book in there, then that means you're not being very inclusive. No, what they're doing is they're putting a focus on books that you won't find in other places. That's the idea behind it. So we can talk some more about that. Of course, in the 8 o'clock hour, we, we will be joined by New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad and Councilor-at-Large Shane Burgo. We will talk about how they reacted to Mayor Mitchell's budget presentation. Council President Morad will walk us through now what the process is of the council's role in the budget process. And uh, we will also talk with them about some other things such as the housing situation. And now that the rent stabilization ballot question won't be appearing on the ballot uh, because Mayor Mitchell's veto of the questions were sustained, uh, Councilor Burgo has been using the housing committee as a way to further these discussions and we'll talk with him about that and how he plans on going forward with that as well and i want to also take a moment to say hi to jessica who's listening to us on the other side of the world via the wbsm app and again if you haven't downloaded the app already i i'm going to remind you of this every morning because it is such a great tool it is something that you can not only hear our broadcasts in crystal clear FM quality sound, but you can also get all of our podcasts. You can get all of our content. Every one of our stories is posted on the app. Sometimes you even get some stories on the app that you don't get on the website. We even have in contests. We'll put special contests on the app as well. You have the ability to send us those app chat text messages so that you can send those in and we can read them and either read them on the air or respond to you via the app. You can leave us open line voicemails where you can give us what's on your mind and we can play it over the air without you having to wait and hold, stay on hold the whole time, waiting to come on and waiting for the commercials to end or the news to end or another caller to stop talking. No, you can just open it up, record it and send it over. You can send us photos. Maybe, uh, maybe you caught a great photo of the sunrise. Maybe you want to send me a photo of your breakfast that you're having. It's all available through the WBSM app. And, of course, you can even set an alarm clock so that you wake up listening to WBSM and you can just keep us on all day long. And if you if you have a Bluetooth-enabled life, if you get up in the morning and your your phone is playing WBSM and then you walk out into the living room and your Alexa picks it up and starts playing it and then you get into the car and your dashboard picks it up and then you're walking into work and you can pop in your AirPods and listen to us and then you get to your desk and that's the idea. So that you don't have to be tethered to the AM or FM dial to be able to hear everything that's going on. So again, you can get it right from WBSM.com on the Listen tab. You can get it right from your app store. If uh, if you know how to download an app in your app store, it's that easy and it's free and it's super easy to use. And it's all brought to you by South Coast Towing. So hopefully if you haven't downloaded it already, you will because... There's going to be a lot more features coming and a lot more things that we're going to be doing through the app, including some contests that are coming up. By the way, I got the word from Casey yesterday. Remember how we gave away those Willie Nelson tickets a few weeks ago on my 9 o'clock show? And everybody wanted those tickets, right? Like we got the biggest numbers we ever got for people entering a WBSM contest to try to win those Willie Nelson tickets. Well, Casey sent me an email yesterday and said, we have some more Willie Nelson tickets to give away. So we'll do that probably in a couple of weeks. 
uh, because we've still got some time before that show. It's not until September. So we'll do that so that we can get the, the morning audience up to speed with how we're going to be giving away those tickets. And uh, we will do that. And then we will also have, in the coming weeks, Ed Sheeran tickets as well. So another one of the big Gillette Stadium shows is Ed Sheeran, and we have a bunch of tickets to that to give away. So we'll be doing that in a few weeks as well. Plus, all summer long, I've got a whole list of concerts that they've given us tickets, our friends over at Live Nation, so that we can give those away. So if you like music, if you like concerts, this is the show to listen to. All right. Right now, though, if you like news, Kate Robinson is the person to listen to. Six months of rain fell in just a day and a half in northeastern Italy. Thirteen people have died in the flooding after 20 rivers burst their banks. Nearly 300 landslides were reported as well. The mayor of Ravenna, one of the cities badly affected by the flooding, told BBC News that it's the worst disaster in a century. A 7.7 magnitude earthquake is being reported in the Pacific Ocean. Seismologists say the earthquake struck about 200 miles from New Caledonia, an island off the coast of Australia. The Pacific Tsunami Warning Center has issued a tsunami alert for New Caledonia, Fiji and Vanuatu. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky is reportedly traveling to Japan for the G7 summit. Bloomberg sources say Zelensky will fly on a U.S. military plane to Hiroshima. Russia's invasion of Ukraine is expected to be a topic of discussion during today's G7 meetings. There's been no comment on the report from U.S. or Japanese officials. The U.S. Navy is out with two reports filled with recommendations after a spate of recent suicides. Three sailors on the aircraft carrier USS George Washington died by suicide within one week in April last year. A subsequent report from the Navy found the service failed to provide a basic quality of life for sailors, housing them in unacceptable living conditions and failing to provide adequate mental health resources. A report after four suicides in one month at the Mid-Atlantic Regional Maintenance Center in Norfolk, Virginia last December found that there was no direct connection between the deaths. If you or anyone you love is in need of help, the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline can be reached 24-7 at 988. The U.S. House Freedom Caucus is calling for no further discussion on raising the federal debt ceiling until the Senate approves a bill passed by Republicans that ties any increase to spending cuts. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer called the bill dead on arrival. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says the House could vote on a debt ceiling bill as soon as next week. Funeral services are taking place today for the homeless man put in a deadly chokehold on a New York City subway train. Scott Pringle reports. The civil rights leader, Reverend Al Sharpton, is delivering the eulogy at Jordan Neely's funeral. It's taking place at a Baptist church in Harlem. Marine veteran Daniel Penny is seen on video applying a deadly chokehold to Neely on a subway train earlier this month. Witnesses say Neely, who had mental challenges, was threatening subway riders. Penny was hit with manslaughter charges. Scott Pringle, NBC News Radio, New York. Texas has found a new destination for illegal immigrants who have been processed and released by the Border Patrol. On Thursday, a busload of asylum seekers was dropped off in Denver. The Mile High City now joins Washington, D.C., New York City, Chicago, and Philadelphia as Texas migrant drop-off points. Author Salman Rushdie is making his first public appearance since he was attacked last year. Speaking at the annual PEN America Gala in New York last night, Rushdie said he felt great and was happy to be amongst writers. 
The author was attacked last August while speaking at a conference and sustained several injuries. Spirit Airlines is apologizing after telling a family in Los Angeles that they needed a passport to fly to Puerto Rico. Michael Kastner reports. Marivi Torres says she was traveling with her husband and their two-year-old son last month when she was told they would need passports to go on an international flight. Puerto Rico is a U.S. territory, and Puerto Ricans are American citizens. Torres says they instead went to the JetBlue counter and were told a passport would not be needed to go to Puerto Rico. Spirit has released a statement saying their agent at LAX was new to the position and misunderstood the ID requirements. I'm Michael Kastner. And a new study is ranking Texas number one in something that's nothing to be proud of. According to the survey from Forbes Advisor, the Lone Star State has the worst drivers in the country. The report says Texas leads the list in fatal crashes involving dangerous driving behavior like drunk, drowsy, or distracted driving. The other top five worst states include Texas neighbors Louisiana, ranked second, and Oklahoma at fourth. And where does Massachusetts rank? We're actually the third safest state for dangerous driving behavior, if you can believe it. In sports, it's game two of the Eastern Conference Finals tonight. The Celtics take on the Miami Heat at TD Garden at 8.30. And the Red Sox are in San Diego to play the Padres. That game at 9.40. Now for a look at your local forecast from ABC6. It is Friday. We are warming up today. We're going to see temperatures get into the mid to upper 60s. It'll be a little breezy today with a south wind. For tomorrow, we do have some rain moving into the forecast. That'll be arriving in the later afternoon hours, and that'll move through the evening and overnight hours. But there is not going to be any lightning with this, so it should not affect any of your evening concert plans for Saturday night. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. Right now it is 51 degrees and sunny. I'm Kate Robinson for WBSM News. Stay up to date with WBSM, New Bedford's News Talk Station. And get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. Breaking news alerts. Stream audio. Send us text messages and get live traffic and weather updates all on the WBSM app. Download it now from your app store or at WBSM.com. And uh, while Kate was doing the news, of course, I'm listening to the news and hearing that unbelievable report that Massachusetts drivers aren't as unsafe as you would think that they were. But uh, as I'm listening to all of the news, I'm also scrolling through Facebook and I saw... uh, one of my Facebook friends put out, and you know me, I, I talk of food, about food a lot. If you've never listened to my 9 a.m. show, food was a major topic of discussion. I write a lot about restaurants for WBSM.com and the WBSM app. And I talk about it a lot because I spent a number of years working in the business. I spent 22 years as a cook. And I also spent 10 years as a restaurant critic for the Standard Times as one of the dine-out reviewers. So it's it's something that is a, a major part of my career and my life. And I still enjoy, although I don't really do it uh, to the extent that some people do, I do enjoy cooking at home. I get every shortcut that I can. You know, last night I made some steak tips, but they were made with a, a Lowry's marinade and some uh, instant mashed potatoes. But I still enjoy, you know, the idea and the process of cooking to some degree. And I'm always looking for interesting food combinations. 
And my friend posted a combination, a photo of a combination that I've never had, and I don't know if I could do it, but I, I think I might have to try it later. He made a peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich. And then right underneath his post was a post from another friend of mine who said that she saw that person's post and made her own peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich. And I've never heard of this combination. I've had peanut butter and banana, peanut butter and jelly, peanut butter and fluff. Some people are listening in other parts of the country and don't know what fluff is. It's it's a marshmallow spread that originated here in New England. And if you don't have it available in your stores, go online and order it. It's That's the name of the company, the name of the brand, Marshmallow Fluff. And get some of that, put it on a peanut butter sandwich, make what we call a fluff and nutter. It'll change your life. And also, just a you know a life hack here. When you're making your hot chocolate, don't drop those marshmallows in the hot chocolate. Put a big spoonful of marshmallow fluff in your hot chocolate. You don't have to wait for it to melt then. So anyway, I've you know I've I've tried some other things, peanut butter and honey, but I've never tried peanut butter and mayonnaise. And I don't know if any of you out there eat that. But if you do, give me a call. And also, give me some weird food combinations. Because I've I've had my mind changed from listeners, from phone calls that I've received. For those who listen at 9 o'clock, I went through a, a journey of... We all know, we all love the chow mein sandwich. The Fall River-style chow mein sandwich. But... I had discovered that in the North Shore, in Salem and around the North Shore area, they actually prefer chop suey sandwiches. And so I did a little comparison because you can get both at Wame and Fairhaven. So I got both and I did a little video where we compared the two. And people were calling in saying, well, don't you put white vinegar on your chow mein sandwich? What? Why would I put white vinegar on a chow mein sandwich? Who comes up with that combination? And so I tried it. Now that's the only way I can eat it. Like every time I have a, a chow mein sandwich, I need to have that white vinegar with it. So I've had my mind changed before. And I'm pretty open to eating just about anything. Like I'll try anything. The only things that I'm not going to eat are beef liver. I, I like chicken livers every now and then. But they have to be fried up with some sweet onions and have a you know gravy on them. But I still will have those now and then. Usually when I'm just about broke waiting for a paycheck and I got five bucks to my name, that was a that was a dinner you could go over to Stop and Shop here and get a bucket of chicken livers for like two seventy five and get a packet of gravy mix for thirty eight cents and buy an onion, get one of those instant mashed potatoes envelopes and you're good. Dinner for five bucks. But I won't eat beef liver. And I won't eat cottage cheese. It's not a texture thing. I eat a lot of things that are similar texture to cottage cheese. I just don't like cottage cheese. And everybody will start sending me app chat messages and emails and saying, well, you got to try a mix of pineapple. You got to try a mix of this. Doesn't matter. Don't like it. Tried it again uh, about a month or so ago. Made a TikTok video about it. Still don't like it. But peanut butter and mayonnaise, I think I could give that a whirl. And for a couple of reasons. One, 
he doesn't seem too weird to me. And two, if I don't like it, my dog will eat it. So if I if I bite into it and I'm like, uh, no, I don't think so. And I say, Ruby, Ruby, come here. She will she will definitely chow that down. She loves peanut butter. In fact, I leave her peanut butter every morning. When I leave, I have she has a little lick pad, and I cover that in peanut butter so that she can lick that throughout the course of the day. Uh, she has peanut butter flavored snacks, you know, little dog treats and everything. She loves peanut butter, and she I don't I think she's ambivalent toward mayonnaise. She likes eggs. I give her some scrambled eggs now and then to help keep her coat shiny and everything. So I think she's pretty ambivalent toward mayonnaise. She'll, she'll have no problem with that. Plus, she will literally eat anything. You know how they say, like, goats will eat a tin can? I'm pretty sure my dog is part goat because I saw her one time, like, nosing into a tin can. I was like, you're going to eat that can, aren't you? 508-996-0500. We'll be back in a few. Welcome back in peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwiches. That's that's what uh, caught my attention on social media this morning. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Hi, Tim. I just wanted, I know you're not supposed to call twice, but. Well, you, you, only, you only had a few seconds last time, so. Okay. You keep saying you don't like um, cottage cheese, but I love that. I love the beef liver and calf's liver with smothered with onions. But anyway, um. I'd like you to try cottage cheese this way, and you might like it. I'm Polish, Irish, and English, but on my Polish side, my grandmother used to make pierogies and make the dough from scratch, Mm -hmm. and the edges of it she would boil and toss with butter and cottage cheese, and we called it kluski. But anyway, what you do is you can get egg noodles or any kind of noodles, actually, but I like it with egg noodles a lot, and you boil them up, right, and then you, um, you rinse them, then you put a couple of tablespoons of butter into the pan with the egg noodles, right? And you melt that all in good. But don't fry it, you know, just because they're going to be soft. Mm-hmm. And then add the add the cottage cheese, but the whole whole milk cottage cheese and, you know, not the fat-free. Okay. And put that in and mix it all around until it, like, melts in. And it's delicious. I mean, but I don't know. You you could try it, but I don't know if you'll like it, but it's it's really good. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I eat things that have cottage cheese in it as like an ingredient. I just don't like it like straight up, like taking a spoonful of it and eating it out of the container. Like that's that's not for me. But I think but I, read, I, I think I've had it in other recipes like that. I, I'm sure I would like that. That sounds very delicious. I read that it's very good for you and it's um it's it's got satiety, you know, it fills you up. Mm-hmm. I read it's healthy because it's got protein in it. I mean, I tried to do it because I, I like yogurt. I eat a lot of yogurt. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to find some snacks that I can have that are just, you know, that it doesn't involve any work, that I don't have to actually prepare and cook. I can just grab and eat. I bought a lot of little fruit cups and things like that. So 
I want to like cottage cheese, and I'm, I, I tried. I, I just, I, I, I can't do it straight up, but I'll, I'll try it in that recipe. That sounds pretty good. My cousin used to eat um, sugar and and bread, uh, and 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 like squeeze it, and then it would the bre- the sugar would melt into the bread. I thought that was really gross, and and this 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 sounds gross to me. The peanut butter and the mayonnaise. I'll you know what I think I'm going to try it over the weekend. I'll report back. When I was a kid, <laughs> my dad would make toast. Uh, you know, when he would make like breakfast on the weekends and everything, he would make toast, and sometimes we would take a spoonful of sugar. And sprinkle, you know, white sugar on our white toast. And you know, nowadays that would that would probably kill you <laughs> because that's a lot of sugar. But we would do that, you know, when we were younger, and it was kind of like, you know, it was like cinnamon toast, but with regular white sugar. So I get, I can kind of get the bread and sugar mixture, but I don't know that I would, I would eat it that way. Yeah, I'm not trying the mayonnaise and peanut butter though, because I just, I like my mayonnaise separate. Everybody's different, well, right? What, well, here's the thing: what mayonnaise do you like? Hellman's or Cane's. You can see, I can't, for me, it's got to be only Hellman's. They're so different. Like, I find people are either a Hellman's person or a Cane's person. Mm, I like both because I put it in tuna fish, chicken breast. Do you 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 use Miracle Whip at all? Are you a Miracle Whip person? No, no, I can't stand that one. No. Let me give you a, do you you eat tuna? Yeah. So here's here's something to give a try. I thought this was weird. And when I used to cook, one of my customers would ask for this. And I thought it was the strangest thing in the world. But then I actually tried it myself. And every once in a while, I'll have a tuna sandwich this way. You take the can of tuna. You dry it out. You know, you get it all, get all the liquid out of it. And then instead of putting mayonnaise in it, you put a little cayenne pepper in and French's yellow mustard. And then you mix it up Ooh. like that. It's really good. It's very tangy, has a little bit of kick, and it's a it, you know it's it's not how you'd want to eat tuna every single time. I don't think, but I think you'll enjoy it if you if you like mustard and you like a little heat. Okay, I'll right. try it. Okay, well Thank you have a good you. weekend. You too. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. If you want to call in and see, that's the thing. Like weird food combinations. These are some of these, these end up turning into some of the best conversations. And I'll usually write a little article up and teach people like a photo. Uh, I'll use a photo gallery to teach them how to do these things step by step. And next thing you know, I'm hearing from people that say, like, for one thing that I, I wrote about was uh, an egg cream. That I had an egg cream for the first time at, at Junior's at Foxwoods. And I had never had one before. Surprisingly, it doesn't have an egg or cream, but it was really good. And it got to the point where I eventually went to Junior's and bought my own egg cream glass that you take at home that shows you exactly where to put how much syrup, exactly how to put where, where, where to fill the milk to, and then where to fill the rest of it with seltzer. And so I make egg creams at home. I like to have a glass of milk sometimes before bed, you know, especially if I have a little bit of indigestion. So I've switched over and had egg creams and, you know, it's a, it's a nice little treat now and then. There were people who had never heard of an egg cream that said, well, now I make them all the time, too. So, see, we can help each other out through food. All right, I'm going to take my final break of this hour. Coming up in the next hour, we'll be joined right after the news from with New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad and Councilor-at-Large Shane Burgo as we will talk about some council business. It's what we used to do on my 9 o'clock show, and now that I'm covering the mornings for the time being, we moved it into this time slot as so that you can still hear the council president each week as a counterpoint to what you hear with the mayor and to talk about some of the council business and all of that. So we'll take a break and be back in a few. All right, before we head into the news, let me try and catch up with some app chat messages from the WBSM app. 
Uh, Alan Somerset says, hi, Tim. On that stink story, there seem to be a lot of questions on why they live like that and why the other tenants didn't complain of the smell or were they paid off. Where was the landlord or was he paid off? Something doesn't sound right here. And uh, also, Not Bad in Oak Bluff says, you can still flush a toilet by simply adding water to the holding tank of the toilet. Yes, I know you still need to have water, but a flush is always possible. Uh, going back to the bear story, Philly Mac in New Bedford says, there have been bears in the north end of New Bedford for 47 years on the boulevard across from the cemetery. And uh, also, Tim in New Bedford says, try tartar sauce on a fried chicken sandwich instead of mayo. Hmm. That's that's an interesting it's an interesting mixture there. I have put tartar sauce into uh, tuna fish before. I've made tuna with tartar sauce because I realized I was, you know, sometimes I was making tuna and I was putting chopped pickle in my tuna. I was like, well, that's just chopped pickle and mayonnaise. That, that's, um, that's basically just tartar sauce. And- For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.